0: chapter seventeen of young folks history of germany by charlotte mary young this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by k hand chapter seventeen conrad the fourth wilhelm richard conrad had already been crowned king of germany as well as king of Apulia and sicily and his father had decreed that manfred should act as viceroy of the latter countries desiring also that any lands taken from the papal See should go back to it but innocent the fourth would not acknowledge conrad and gave all his support to wilhelm of holland as king of germany while he made a present of sicily and Apulia to little edmund the second son of henry the third of england undertaking to conquer it for him if the english would send him money this they did, but Manfred was too strong for the papal troops, and kept the kingdoms for his brother. Conrad was very nearly murdered in his bed at Regensburg, and the Count of Eberstein, who took his place while he escaped, was actually killed. He was a grasping haughty man, not much liked, and he offended Manfred by harshness to his mother's relations. In a great battle at Oppenheim, Wilhelm gained the victory, and Conrad soon after died of a fever, when only five-and-twenty, in the year 1254. His wife was Elizabeth of Bavaria, and she had one little son named Conrad, but who is generally called Conradin. She knew there was no hope of getting any of the kingdoms of his family for him while he was still a child, so she took him to her father's court, and begged the pope to adopt him as Frederick Second had been adopted. But Innocent would not accept any of the house of Swabia, and the Guelphs were all of the same mind. Enzio had tried to escape from prison, but a tress of his long golden hair caught in the lock of the door and betrayed him, so that he was pursued, and brought back to die in captivity. And Manfred, who was crowned king of Sicily and Apulia, was conquered and slain by Charles, count of anjou to whom the pope gave away the two kingdoms germany was in a most disturbed state for wilhelm was only half-crowned as king of the romans the most noted act of his life was the laying of the first stone of the splendid cathedral of Köln, but he was so much disliked that the men of Köln set the house where he was sleeping on fire in hopes of destroying him and his own vassals the frieslanders rose against him it was winter, and he hoped to cross the ice to put them down, but as he was crossing a swamp the ice gave way under his horse's feet, and while he was struggling in the frozen mud the Frieslanders came up and slew him without knowing him in January 1256. During all these wars the power of the king in Germany had been much lessened. The great dukes and prince-bishops seized on one claim after another till within their own lands they became like kings and frederick the second by what was called a pragmatic sanction had confirmed their rights because he needed their help in his wars against the pope and lombard league also these princes had quite left off calling on any of the nobles or people to take part in choosing their king and the seven chief among them always elected him they were the three grand chancellors of the empire being the archbishops of Mainz koln and Trier with the king of bohemia grand cupbearer and the duke of bavaria high steward the duke of saxony grand marshal and the pfalzgraf of the rhine these were called electors in german kerfersten and in the diet sat apart as a separate house or college not only had the princes and nobles grown powerful in the absence of the emperor but the cities had become very strong many of them had trades and manufactures and they governed themselves by their own town councils training their men to arms and fortifying themselves so as to be a match for the nobles those who owned no lord but the kaiser called themselves free imperial cities and made leagues together to defend one another the most famous of these leagues was called the hansa nobody quite knew why and took in eighty towns of which lubick and hamburg were among the chief they had fleets and armies made treaties and were much respected every citizen in these cities was trained to work at a trade first he was an apprentice then a journeyman after that he was sent out for what was called his wander-year to visit other towns and improve himself in his art and on his return he might be sworn into the guild of his trade and be a master workman who could be chosen to be a guildmaster or burgomaster and sit in the town council which met in the beautiful guild hall or roth-house the guilds formed trained bands which went out to war under the banner of their craft and the widows and orphans of those who died young were well taken care of these cities too built splendid cathedrals such as Ulm augsburg strasburg and many more in these cities there was some order during the evil days that followed frederick's death when wilhelm perished conrad of hochstadten archbishop of Koln, advised the other electors to choose a rich prince who could give them great rewards and yet who should have no lands within germany so that he could not be able to subdue them all and keep them in check the brother of henry the third of england richard Earl of Cornwall, was pointed out to him as the best person, having immense wealth from the tin-mines of Cornwall, and being connected with the empire through his wife, Sancha of Provence. Richard, glad of the honor done him, sent thirty-two wagons, all filled with gold, to buy the votes of the electors. But Arnold of Eisenberg, the elector-archbishop of Trier, was jealous of his brother of Trier, and set up as a candidate, Alfonso X., king of castile whose mother was daughter to the murdered king philip of hohenstaufen at frankfort on the thirteenth of january twelve fifty seven richard was chosen king of the romans by four electors and on the first of april alfonso was chosen by three and the two candidates agreed that the pope should decide between them BUT HE PUT OFF DOING SO YEAR BY YEAR, AND IN THE MEANTIME BOTH PRINCES AND TOWNS GREW MORE INDEPENDENT, AND THE CITIES IN ITALY RULED THEMSELVES, AND ALMOST FORGOT THAT THE EMPEROR WAS THEIR MASTER. ALFONSO WAS called IN HIS OWN COUNTRY THE EMPEROR, BUT HE NEVER CAME TO GERMANY. RICHARD DID TRY TO DO SOMETHING FOR HIS OWN CAUSE, AND SPENT VAST SUMS IN GIFTS TO THE GERMANS. He made three visits to Germany, and was crowned at Aachen, where he kept court till he had to go and aid his brother in his struggles with the English barons, and there was made prisoner at Luz. In the meantime, young Conradin had grown up to man's estate, and a party of Italians, who hated Charles of Anjou, invited him to come and win his father's crown. He set forth with his friend, Friedrich of Austria, and an army of Swabians and Bavarians he was only twenty very handsome winning and graceful and all the ghibelline lombards joined him with delight the pope clement V forbade him to proceed and excommunicated him but remained at viterbo while conradin was welcomed at rome and his path strewed with flowers then he went on to Apulia, but charles had already crushed his friends there and in a terrible battle at sarcola routed his army conradin and frederick rode off and meant to renew the fight in sicily but they were betrayed to charles by a noble whom they trusted the king collected a court of judges who at his bidding condemned the two young men to death as robbers Only one of all was brave enough to declare that such a sentence would be a murder and he was not heeded The two friends were tried and condemned to death without a hearing and were playing at chess when they were told they were to die the next day they prepared with great firmness and tender affection and were taken to a scaffold on the seashore of the lovely bay of Naples in front of a church Charles sitting at a window where he could see the execution the sentence was read and conradin spoke a few words owning himself a sinner before god but in challenge of his innocence towards man he threw down his glove among the people with a commendation to his father in heaven and a cry of sorrow for his mother he laid his head on the block and died and Frederick, bursting into tears for his friend, was executed the next moment. The cruel deed was done in 1266. End of chapter 17